whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League show, episode 20. And excitement levels are high here. We've got a full panel tonight. We've got Tasha. We've got Alicia. We're all excited because we're finally we're finally getting closer and closer to our NRLW season. All right, guys, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, the huddle. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. The Broncos celebrate success once more. New South Wales have won Women's State of Origin on a great performance by the Australian Gillaroos. Champion teams do this. They find space, they find time. I loved watching her play and I think she'll take her game to another level. Yeah, and talking about the NRLW, you've got to go no further than one of the, well, dominant powerhouse franchises in the competition, and that is the Brisbane Broncos, and that will be our focus uh, on tonight's episode. And we are very lucky, and we welcome a very special guest on the show, Chelsea Lenarduzzi. Welcome. Uh, welcome to Mojo Sports. Great to have you on board. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Yeah, no, it's uh, <laughs> it's an episode that we've all been uh, very much looking forward to as we prepare for this competition, but... I guess let's take it all the way back because, you know, obviously the, the competition is very well known now. We're getting a lot more exposure in and around the players, but let's take it back a few years to when this competition just kicked off. And I, I guess, yeah, your experiences when you first joined Brisbane and yeah, talk us through those, those early days there at the club. Um, yes. Well, so um, 2018, we had a really cool group of staff who, um, were part of the uh, Gillaroos World Cup win. Um, and they kind of just, I think the reason we won probably was because they were so professional. They'd worked at high levels. Um, they, they'd been in like uh, professional pathways in junior levels or even in male uh, levels as well. Um, and they just took us to another level. Like speaking to other girls from other clubs, like we were just doing a lot more uh, <laughs> work and I think it paid off. And um, I don't know, they, that bond from the first year was like uh, very special. There's a lot of girls that um, that's their highlight of their career. So um, that really laid the foundation for the next two years to come. Yeah, no. And I guess, you know, it just gave a lot of fans the opportunity to sit back in awe as we sort of watch this team. So uh, I guess put, get put together and combination sort of build, but yeah, talk us through like a, a little bit of the preparation, you know, going into seasons and uh, yeah, in particular, let, let's have a look at last year as well because um, yeah, obviously the whole world has gone through some some interesting experiences in recent times and heading into heading into next year, we've got a stacked schedule, but yeah, talk us through, I, I guess, that the preparation that, that goes into an NRLW season and, and, you know, as you mentioned, your experiences there in Brisbane. Um. Yeah, well, I think last year was uh, a very interesting one for us and it was a bit scattered, but um, I also think people didn't really realise what we were actually doing, but um, we were in a bubble so we could like only go to training, only go home, So, which was um, like very taxing. And I think when you're not a professional athlete, when you still got like a job or family or whatever, um, it's a really big ask to cut everything off. Like there were players that um, couldn't do it. So 
but yeah, it also worked in our advantage too because we kind of were in this really frustrating situation and um, all we could do was like train really hard and do everything properly, like recovery and nutrition and everything was like, like for once was really focused on because we had nothing else to focus on. So um, in a way it was good, but um, yeah, it was obviously grueling preseason and everything. We work really hard. We've got a really good SNC in um, Brad Hewitt and a physio, Carly um, Jenner, and they just like get us like prepped like no other. I remember yeah. that trip uh, round one, Charles, last year when you were down in Canberra, but you only got down, what, 15 minutes before you were due to run out or something crazy like that? that we oh, it was hectic. Yeah, so we were flying in on the day and, like, I'll try to be fast with the story, but we flew into um, Canberra, drove to, like, a weird, like, RSL thing where they'd, like, made it into a bubble. So we were there for, like, an hour eating lunch or whatever. And we actually left... I think like it was like 20 or 15 minutes earlier than what we were meant to leave that venue. And we've got to the field and we had to, we were in the car park and the traffic was terrible too. So we were in the car park late. Once we got there, the, um, the dragons and roosters had played before us and their two buses were in the, where the, our bus was meant to be. So we actually had to wait for them to get out before we were even allowed off the bus. So we were in the car park and people were like like getting ready on the bus to play. And then <laughs> then we walk, well, no, sorry, we run to um, where we had to get our temps and everything checked for COVID. And like it was frantic as. So we're like running through that getting zapped and like you've got to try and stay calm for the temperature thing but people were like getting high readings because everyone was like stressed so people are like trying to like calm down uh and then yeah we got I think we had I don't even know if we had a 10 minute warm-up like it wasn't good and then um we're running up the hill and there was like officials saying oh you can't go back to your sheds you need to turn around and run on the field and then there was stuff that happened and we ended up going to the sheds for a minute and then um, kind of collected ourselves. And then I think everyone saw that we were pretty rattled for the start. Like we were like asleep for the first yeah. 10 minutes of that game. But once we woke up, we were fine. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, I think, with next year because you're going to have that break after the first NRLW and then go back to state and then play Origin. Like it's going to be an interesting time to see how the girls sort of form together. I know Queensland's program's pretty good though in you guys coming together. Charles, just want yeah, to ask yeah. um, on the Broncos because a bit's been made around, you know, the players not willing to, to go to other clubs and, you know, all, all that sort of what from your point of view because I'm sure you were sort of chased by another other clubs as well. Like how do you sort of see it all, how it all panned out? Um, oh, yeah, well... I was one of them. Yeah, there's a there's a few of us that rejected the um the top contract extra payment. Um, but I like there's no other club. That's my favorite jersey to play in, the Broncos. Yeah. Um, the club, the team culture. Kelvin as a coach is, in my opinion, he's the best coach in the women's game. Um, and we just like it's just like a weird. Like we just go into Broncos mode, and it's just like everyone's on the same page. It's like a cult I don't know um but so I think to be not forced but like being nudged there was a lot of us too being nudged to leave when we didn't really want to it was a very like frustrating period 
Um, and I think the amount of people that stayed for less money kind of reflects how strong that that bond is. And I think as well, like it was sort of disappointing because it was almost as if um, we were essentially getting punished for building a good team and a good culture and something that we wouldn't want to leave. Like you would want every club to for their players to not leave, but I don't know, like we were just getting a bit slammed for that. But, you know, it all worked out. It's yeah, hard to, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I was just going to say it's pretty hard too when like, you know, you're lifting a trophy every year and you don't really want to walk away from that, I imagine. Like, you know, no, the strength, no. the strength think, of the side. Yeah, I think because obviously everyone wants the game to grow. Like, and that's not what um, we were trying to stop. But I think that some people and a lot of like um, viewers or people on, you know, socials and all that don't understand is that like at the end of the day, we're actually athletes who play sport to win and we want to win the cup like I don't play rugby league to come second like (laughs) I don't think many players do that so like we're allowed to want to be successful um yeah yeah Chels look on on you mentioned culture and you know Brisbane has a very good reputation on the culture particularly in the women's game and I mean you can just look at the roster and and you mentioned earlier some of the, the marquee players such as yourself were offered bigger money to go elsewhere so it speaks volumes about the loyalty and the culture that that you guys have but just going back to the point you mentioned where you know, how the state of origin was on the back of NRLW and so it was that professional sort of platform you were coming off. This year, I mean, sorry, next season, huge year, 2022. So do you see that as a massive positive that you've got two NRLW seasons plus the All-Stars plus the state of origin plus your state comp or are you a bit concerned about, you know, the bodies of these elite athletes? Um, yeah, look, that's obviously a big talking point at the moment, but, um, it's like, it's twofold because I think uh, if I had it my way and I would, I'm not going to lie, I think we should have tried to move origin to after the first NRLW, because I think that would have allowed for us to have the highest quality game. But, um, obviously we like have to play club as well, which is fine. But, um, that kind of limbo period between the comps and having the hardest game of the year in the middle, Mm. it it didn't really make sense to me. But um, it's it's just sort of one of those things that, like, when are we going to test how far our bodies can go? So whilst it's probably not ideal to go from, like, zero to 100, um, it's just kind of one of those things where it's like we've got to bite the bullet and try and see how we do and I think like being I like as I said in the NRLW systems you're taken care of with physio and like recovery and all that stuff so we're not going to get slammed the whole year like like we'll be taken care of as well so something to keep in mind I guess well as a as a spectator of the sport I can't wait to watch you girls on on such a even though it's broken in different sections such a long season for you girls so the fans are out there and they're really excited to see what you girls produce. Survival of the fittest too. Whoever can sort of get through the year. Yeah, that's it. There's a World Cup hanging, you know, there's a little cherry well, there. Yeah, that's it. And, like, it'll only, it'll only like, improve the whole uh, – I talk about, like, women's footy in a pyramid, but it'll improve the whole base because so many other people are going to have to play at higher le- – like, because – you know, like injuries happen, people won't get re-signed, so there'll be new people again in the second one. 
second NRLW, which again grows the base for the next year. So there are positives as well, obviously. Now you did mention Origin Chell, so I got to I got to bring it up because I got to share a quick story. Um, after <laughs> the game, after the game earlier this year, you'll probably remember. I thought, oh, who am I going to get? You know, what was the talking point to come out of that game? And I thought, oh, I'll get, I'll get Chelsea. I'll get Tasman Gray on a player of the match performance, and then I'll get Chelsea about that that big moment at the end of the game. You know, and do you remember the first thing I said to you? Oh, well, you came over to me and you said after the game. Well, like, oh, I on. think I saw, but I think I said I didn't milk it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I didn't. She comes over. She goes. Go on, ask me. I know what you're gonna ask me. And I was like, oh, do I have to ask? Because I didn't f and milk it. <laughs> I said, okay, yeah. that's all I want is just a quote. <laughs> yeah, look, Chelsea. If it's any consolation, I bleed blue, and <laughs> watching the replay, it, yeah, it, it was such a fair penalty. I, I, was... I honestly, I really appreciate you saying that because <laughs> I think, like, in the heat of the moment, and even like. Um, like Kezi and Kylie after the game, like what they said in the um, press conference, like it's like you guys want to win. So I'm not mad about you being annoyed that that's how ha- Because I didn't want that to happen either. Like it was a great game. Like that's a stupid way to end a really good game. But I think like if you watch the, footi- the footage and you know footy, it's, it's a penalty. So It's so yeah. hard too because there's only like 15 minutes after a game where like, those girls have got to come into a press conference, try and digest what happened really quickly. And as media too, we're kind of like, what just happened? What was the key talking point? Yeah. It's like like emotionally, you're just just in another world when you come into a press conference. Yeah, I think if anything, like like moments like that help, this sounds bad, but they help the game grow because it's like a talking, like there's so much social, like I got smashed on social media. Like people were saying terrible, like you should quit rugby league. You're a disgrace. How embarrassing. All that kind of stuff. But like, I'm a big fan of the NBA. So when like big, um, like controversial things happen, mm-hmm. like in the yeah. NBA, it's like, it's just explodes. So I don't, I'm not, you know, I was annoyed that it was me, but it kind of was one of those things that was like, it was probably good for the game. So pop it on the chin <laughs> hey Chelsea you so didn't deserve any sort of bad um you know trolling from those people um hand on heart I was commentating for Fox Sports and you could hear in my voice like and then seeing in the replay later I realized it so it so was deserved you didn't deserve any of the any of the you know, the flack that you copped. And if it helps you at all, I got quite a bit of flack from the Queensland people on social media <laughs> saying, you know, Tash Gal, you're too biased and blah, blah, blah. So I think I saw, I saw, yeah, I saw a funny thing and it was like um, three, two, one for Queensland. And it was like, <laughs> like Belinda as well. Like she was, I thought she was ref the game very well. Like she mm. got smashed as well. Like, and it was like her, me, and like I think Tazzy got one because she was the best player on the field. But like people are just crazy. Like, yeah. but again, like at least I mean I'd rather they be watching and hating yeah. me than not watching. <laughs> I actually spoke. I actually spoke to Belinda after the game. I got the same flight home as her on the Saturday, the following day, and I said, "Oh, hey, Belinda, I've spoken to her before and interviewed her before." And I wasn't sure whether to just ask her about it because I, yeah, know, I just anyway, I said, "Oh, how was the game from a speed point of view?" And it was a bit slippery. Obviously, it would have been raining that night, and 
And then I, I I got the courage and I said, oh, what about that that final call? You know, and she was pretty she was pretty open to me about it. And, and she just turned around and said, you know what, I would have blown it if it was in the first minute. So I'm going to blow it in the 79th minute. And I think that just summed it up perfectly. But, yeah, she's a, said, yeah. See, I think like if she we were in camp with the refs for Origin last year, as because the Maroons and the Blues and the refs were in a bubble, and we were talking to her like she's just so composed under pressure and like because like we would have chats with her and then on the field I'm like as you can probably tell gassed and I'm like what's that for and she's just like no head high or like like it's just so composed like so yeah I can't I think she's a great ref so I was bit gutted that she was getting smashed too but definitely part of the game definitely a, a true professional that's for sure I I get uh, most of the calls wrong, and I'm sitting in the stands, and I've got the best seat in the house. So, uh, yeah, can't imagine how difficult it is, <laughs> um, uh, and especially as that game continues to, to speed up. Uh, Chelsea, let's uh, let's take a moment to celebrate uh, your success and the success of this club that we're talking about as well, the Brisbane Broncos. And I guess, yeah, share us a, a little bit of insight into what you were talking about before in terms of you play the game to win. And I think, you know, it's a little bit something in, in women's sport that we don't really um, talk enough about or celebrate about. You guys are building something really, really special here in Brisbane. Talk, talk to us a little bit about, you know, winning, winning, that, winning that competition, your last competition, and, and sort of what success means for you and, 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 yeah, what it's like to win a premiership and obviously your goals for the future. It's, um, I, I guess, you know, what we're dealing with here, it, it's, it's something pretty special. Um, yeah, like... I think I did say it before, but when, when we go into Bronx mode, because we have a lot of, um, I mean, Ali's there, obviously. Um, Ali, like older heads, so Talisha Harden, uh, probably myself now as well. Um, and we are just kind of at a point where it's just like success. I know people say winning is not everything, but in sport it's a pretty big thing. So <laughs> um, it's just so important. Like Tamika Upton, and like these girls, Tamika, Taryn, um, Lauren Brown, Loz mm. is probably the most competitive person I've ever met. And that's a lot because we are very competitive as a group. But these girls come in and it's just everything is team first. We are trying to win the comp. And it's just little tiny things. Like um, last year when we were doing those fly in, fly outs, like we'd get back to like the training facility at like 11 and we had ice baths at 11 o'clock because we knew that if we went home (laughs) we were like because we couldn't go anywhere so it was you have to have an ice bath then at 11 or like you're not going to recover properly so and it's just like everyone's into their neck like that kind of stuff it's just really important those one percenters that like I don't I could probably count on one hand the amount of times anyone's been late like and if that happens, we've made up for it with conditioning. Like, and, yeah. And Chelsea, everyone's just on the same page. No, yeah. absolutely. And, and what's it like to win? What What is it like to win a premiership? Obviously, you've you've been very very successful in your career. But I mean, some people can play this game their entire career, and and and, and not win a competition. To talk to us about that moment when that when that when that siren goes and and you guys are champions. What, yeah. What, what's that feeling like? The best. like it's just um like a drug like it's so good I don't even know how to describe it like once you win a comp I think um 
no matter what happens, like with the group that's there, whenever you see that person, like you're like, oh, that's my chance. Like, you know, like there's girls from the first year that um, they only played, like there's girls, sorry, across the three years, they, they only played one. But yeah. like when I see them, I'm like, that's like a part of us. Um, yeah. I feel like I get emotional thinking about um, the wins because it's just like, it's so important. <laughs> um, and talking to other girls from other clubs that um, haven't, like, they want it really bad and we don't want to let them have it. <laughs> it's a great point because, like, you know, you got you got about 10 or 12 girls coming in next year that have never played before and haven't ever tasted it. So, again, your motivation levels to see them be really happy and to taste a win and, at the same yeah. time, these other new clubs coming in, you're that must be a whole new ball game now. You're like, right, we've got three more teams who want to come at us. I just hope that our listeners um, across Australia and across the globe who are tuning in just understand just how special this team is and, and what they're planning to do next year. Um, speaking of special, speaking of this team, Chelsea, let's quickly go through this team. We've got a lot of new listeners that are still new to the sport who are still getting their feet in terms of your roster but uh, yeah, for us veterans that have been around the game, uh, we've certainly got some. We've certainly got some amazing players uh, in the squad. Let's start with your outside backs because one thing that the Brisbane Broncos have been able to do in recent seasons, and will probably look to do next uh, next year, you guys can score points. Um, you guys have got a lot of attack uh, in your outside backs. Talk to us about that particular group. Um, again, a lot of special players in that unit. Yeah, um, I think another thing that we've kind of been. Uh, well, not specialising, but um, prioritising in, in our outside backs is actually the defence. Um, obviously, you think straight away, like the back five, they're going to get your points. But mm. I think what I love about ours over the over the years is that I know they're going to stop points. Um, so, but yeah, um, like obviously Tamika, like <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah. The, I just need to say that word and then everyone's like, yeah. Um, yeah, she's... To me, she's going to be the best fullback to play the game. Like, we've seen, like, 20% of her ability, I reckon. She is, like, insane. You should see her at training rip these passes that are 20 metres and she barely moves. Like, it's just, like, all hands. And you're just like, what are you, like, how? Wow. So, yeah, she's crazy. Um, but then, obviously, we've got um, Julia as well, Robbo. She's someone that, like, when Robbo is getting us out of trouble, I'm like, thank you to every God because she runs like a front rower. And, like, because I've played club against her, I know what it's like to tackle her. So I'm very happy she's on my team for NRLW. Like, she just gets, like, similar to um Brian Toto, like, she is that kind of, like, she gets our set started and once she takes a hit up, it's like, yes, we're on here. Um, but then, yeah, we've got um, Amy Turner coming back into the squad as well. She missed last year. Um, she's someone that defensively I would not worry about her 1%. She will do her job um, and off the field, she's so good to have around the team. She won, obviously won an Olympic gold medal. So like her professionalism is right up there. Hey, Chelsea, you're talking about um, your outside backs and like her roster looks pretty much outstanding, but um, it, you mentioned uh, Robbo and you said you're so happy that she brings, she does put a body on the line 
and uh, we were chatting to her an episode or, or so ago and and my memory of her is this massive she wouldn't go off the field she I think she had a head clash with a Sergis or someone yeah at some point yeah and a massive egg on her head and like <laughs> Everybody's going, oh, my God, you know, she's got, and she's just like, nah, and it didn't phase her in the least. But the question I'm coming to is like we're naming all these well-known, fabulous, uh, well-established players, but I, I want your insight on um, you're adding some incredible pace, not that your Broncos are lacking in it, but Emily Bass and Hayley Maddock, can you, can you talk to us about those two? Yeah, I'm pretty excited about those two. Um, Haley's played a lot of um, league on and off over the years, and she's just like a live wire. Like, um, if she gets through a tiny gap, like it's try time. So um, I think she'll bring a bit of spark. And as you said, she's got some wheels. And yeah, Emily Bash, she's come from uh, rugby, which is really exciting. I think Kelvin's got a really good knack for picking people that. Uh, others probably wouldn't have even had in their head. So I'm really excited to see her play. And, yes, she got some wheels as well. She's very quick. And, Chelsea, moving through the rest of your roster now. So I guess one of the things that people need to be aware of when it comes to the NRLW is you cannot lose games. Like, I, I think that that's the, the intensity and, and I, I guess the closeness of this competition means that you have to win basically every game. You lose a game, you could potentially be out. So I, I guess where I'm going with this is your halves. You know, there's certainly... They're an important part of any rugby league team, but in a competition where you can't have, you know, you, you can't sort of fade away for five or ten minutes within a game. You can't you can't be dropping football games in this competition. Talk to us about your halves, how they've been successful, and what you're expecting of them um, next year. Um, yeah, I guess I'll start with Taryn. Um, again, we've probably seen twenty percent of her ability. She is, she will also be one of the best halves we've ever seen like she her attack is insane but what impressed me last actually sorry 2019 um so she hadn't played much um contact and she would come early to training and practice tackling one of our back rowers practice with kelvin tackling um with the pad whatever and she has improved her defense like so much so like and she's another one that's so professional like her training is just so regimented um yeah I can't speak highly enough of her I think she's outstanding and um I think we saw last year her ability to kind of break games open when nothing like that uh at trying the grand final Mm. um and then pretty much the identical try in state of origin the same year like that was special like nothing's on yeah yeah I don't think there's there's not many other halves or players that would have created something there um so that's kind of her ability she just something out of nothing and then um yeah we've obviously got Ali she's all right too (laughs) she can play a bit of football that's for sure (laughs) yeah no she's obviously she's one of my uh good friends and um we're probably closer to family now but um she yeah she's just like you just look at her on the field and you know that it's going to be okay like that's what how I would describe it. Like she's just calm, um, does her job, great captain. I can't. I, I don't need to say much. She's hey, she's it's Ali Brigginshaw, you know. Yeah, that's it. Said. Absolutely, a, a great leader. All right, Chelsea, and the group that we've been all waiting to uh, to talk about. Uh, I guess a, a group that's very close to your heart. Let's talk about the middles. Um, 
yeah, like I think um, we've got a really good mix of um, like uh, what a player's strength is. So I think like obviously me and Millie have played a lot of footy together and we've talked about it heaps, but like we kind of can bounce off each other because we play the same position, but we are like we play it completely differently. Mm. So I love I love playing with Millie because I know that <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna be the meter eater and I like don't have to worry about doing that. Like I will do it if we need it, but her ability to get a quick play of the ball and find and get meters lets me kind of try and get an offload or um also Amber Hall too obviously she can uh, offload. I think Amber and I were like top two offloaders. So that kind of comes off the back of actually milling. Mm. Um, Absolutely. Laying that foundation. So, and yeah, Amber can run through a boulder. Like she's just insane. Um, and then I think someone who probably gets overlooked a bit, but um, Talisha Harden to me is, I would say she's the best like pure line runner back yeah. rower. Um, she's, and like playing like last year in in our grand final, she scored a try. I think she scored the last try. Mm. And again, going back to Ali, Ali just said, "Run, run a line." And Talisha, like they just bang knew what it was and that perfectly try time. Like mm. whereas other back rowers, I think can get uh, sidetracked away from that hard line sometimes. But T is just bang, runs yeah, it perfectly just- every time. Just her ability to kind of simplify things and um, execute in the biggest moments. It's uh, no definitely something special. All right, guys, time for our predictions for season 2022. Tasha, going to start with you. So every year um, since they won it in the first year and actually then, I've always said, no, 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 there's a team that's going to knock them over, knock them over, and um, hand on heart, I've looked at the roster <laughs> I can't see a team that's going to knock them over, Dan. Tasha, I, I don't know if I've spent too long in Queensland. You know, this show has been uh, obviously following the Queensland competition for quite a few weeks now, but I'm the same. Uh, I guess my thought on this team is good luck. Uh, good luck uh, catching up with them. What, what I would say, though, is I think this competition is going to be very, very close, and that's the reason I'm picking the Broncos to win it again is because I think it's going to come down to a try in a grand final, a big moment, even in the regular season, you know. you got to... The elimination within this competition is real. You know, these games are going to be very, very close. And I just feel the experience and the quality in this team, they'll have the ability to get it done in the clutch moment. So, yeah, hard to hard to argue. Alicia, your thoughts on the Bronx? They're going to, yeah, they'll go through again. I think, and even to, I guess, how can you even say that they, they won't go close, you know, after what's happened previously? Like, I think they, they deserve all the respects, um, you know, that they probably haven't had previously. Um, my only concern, and this goes for pretty much every team, is just that depth. You know, like if there's an injury to a key player here or there um, for the whole competition, I think that's where teams might struggle a little bit. But just because we're, we're not used to that seven-week season, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But, Narchels, I think you guys, I know you don't, the coach doesn't want to hear it straight away, but I think you guys might have it in the bag again if you get yourselves together and click is, is this just because I pressured you guys about yeah, the we're, 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 we're feeling we're feeling intimate now. Um, yeah. So Chelsea, obviously, obviously, you're a little bit biased. You know, you, you guys are going to be going to to sort of win. But talk to us a little bit about how you're going to avoid that complacency. And, and I guess you know, thinking about the team and the way in which they played, that there's still a lot of improvement within this team. And I, I guess that's what's exciting about the group. Yeah, hundred percent. I think um, 
again, going back to like the competitive nature of a lot of the girls in our group, um, we just want to like actually reach our potential, which has been kind of a frustrating thing about NRLW being so short. Like by the time, probably by the time the last round or the grand final is, that's when you're like, oh, wow, like things are starting to click and then the, the comp's over. So <laughs> it's good that we've got that uh, extra couple of rounds. So hopefully we can sort of, um, you know, iron out some little details. But um, going back to your point about uh, how short the comp is and how you can't lose a game, like 100%, that's the feeling. Like it's um, lots of people would say that it's like, oh, you know, you only play four games. What's it mean? But like as a player, it's you almost is like it's higher pressure because oh, it feels great. like you're in a every week is a final pretty much because right. you can't afford to lose a game. The stress and the um, anxiety, Chelsea. Yeah. Like if you're down by two tries in a game, you know, in, in a big regular season, like, okay, that's fine. You know, if we, we drop a game. But, yeah. the, you know, if you're down a couple of tries and, you know, you're sort of moving into the second half in an NRLW game, it's, uh, mate, it must be stressful out there. Yeah, definitely. No. Um, yeah. Hopefully no. we're not in that position. No, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, there's, uh, there's obviously a lot of um, sort of dark horse teams. So I think this comp is going to be really entertaining um, and I think there'll be a lot of surprises. And a lot of people who have played – I've got a few, like, bookmarked players who've played NRLW, but they might have changed clubs or they're, they're at a club where they're going to have to play a big role. I think we'll see a lot of people that are going to go to the next level because they'll – like you said before, they're going to have to because there's, there's not uh, depth. Yeah. And we've seen it previously um, – Teams that are expected to do well, I think it was the Roosters in that first season, they sort of limped their way towards the grand final 2019. Um, who was it? It was another team that did Dragons. Do, Dragons that um, were expected. Oh, they made, made that final. Sorry, they made the final. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Roosters, I think they, they were tipped to sort of do well again, didn't do well. Like, I think, like, someone like Newcastle, everyone is riding the Knights off, right? Because they struggled to attract it. No, early, but uh, I'm like, honestly. They're going to make the I finals. Think- they're going to make the finals. I can vouch for the Knights. I am not – I am definitely got my – I think every team's got a threat, but the Knights have signed a lot of people that not many people know about. And, like, if you're in the game or you've seen rugby or rugby league in the women's, you're going to, like, yeah. will be definitely aware of the Knights. All right, guys, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah, and this week on Rapid Fire, well, it's got a bit of a Kiwi flavour off the back of my mighty Newcastle Knights uh, signing quite a few uh, New Zealand uh, players. The question I've got for you guys is who is the best Kiwi player in the game right now? I'm going to start off with Georgia Howell. Obviously, you know, we, we all know the way in which Georgia plays, but you know, speaking to a lot of players in and around the game, teammates and those that have played with her, it's also her impact on, on the players around her. So for me, uh, Georgia, the way in which she plays, the way in which she supports other players, and then just looking at some of these nice players coming through, another little shout-out is to Autumn Rain, Stevens Daly. You know, we've got a few younger players, uh, a few talented players that have been signed to the Knights team. Really looking forward to those guys getting out there and competing. Um, yeah, it's exciting times. Tasha, what about yourself? Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of um, talent out there. Yeah, I love wheels. Uh, Tawila Fatu Maoala, um, she's just been fabulous. Now, I'm not sure... Well, she hasn't signed yet. I think there's a bit of an injury indication. I know she's gone back to New Zealand, but 
at the moment running around. Um, she's a great Kiwi player. She won the the last Women's World Cup. She was player of the tournament in 2017. She's just a powerhouse forward who loves to get her hands on the ball. Um, she's well known as one of the most feared tacklers in the game. I think Darren Lockyer gave the nickname of the jukebox because the hits just keep on coming. Um, so to me, um, yeah, she's she's one of the best Kiwi players in the game right now, if not the best. Alicia, it's hard to pick out just one player, but uh, yeah, what's your what's your thoughts on this? There's there's definitely uh, definitely quite a lot of talent out there, but um, yeah, if you had to pick one player, there's plenty. I would have gone with Honey Hiramie. I'm really devastated that she decided to pull the pin before um, before the World Cup. I, I think she's a massive loss for the Kiwi ferns moving forward. Um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing Crystal Rhoda come back after missing last year, you know, due to the COVID restrictions. I think around the ruck in the middle there, she's quite a creative player, especially when she gets her running game on. So I know she's um she's a little bit older than probably the younger girls coming through, but I think for Newcastle, they're going to need somebody around that ruck that's quite experienced and she'll be pretty handy for them. Yeah, absolutely. And Chelsea, what about yourself? Um. I had one, but I will actually just quickly shout out um, Racine McGregor, who I Mm -hmm. think gets forgotten a bit in the halves convo, but like to me, she's probably a top, well, top five half, um, Mm -hmm. two-time premiership winner, so you know. (laughs) Um, But to me, the best Kiwi player by long shot is Amber Hall. I think I actually have a bone to pick with you guys because um, no one said her for best back rower a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to go back. <laughs> and over. she was um, she was the best player on the field for the grand final. So she, you know what else has she got to do? But who did um, we actually? Who did, I picked Talisha Harden, I think, from memory. Yeah, we'll have to go back and have a look at our notes. But uh, just good call out. Yeah, sorry guys, just you know, shaming everyone. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, but yeah, Amber's just like I think because I've, I've played her in a test match and um. Like, all I was thinking about was I hope she doesn't run at me because she's outstanding. And she's one of those players too, quick little sidebar story. Um, So she came to the Bronx in um 2019. She'd barely done, like, any gym and yeah. she was still stronger than ever. So anyway, so we're in the gym. She didn't know how to bench. So I'm, like, teaching her how to bench because I've been lifting since, like, I was doing athletics. So I've, like, done it for ages. And I'm teaching her how to bench and, like, <laughs> she's – picked it up like straight away and then I look over and I'm like oh like are you sweet with that weight like because it was her first time benching and she's like oh yeah and she's like looking at me on the bench and she's like is this right and I'm just like okay sweet she's already benching more than me but that's all right anyway <laughs> she's actually so, yeah. a, she I wrote a story on I think that was that year Chels because she's got um she lost a lot of weight. Like she was really open about it when she spoke to me, but, you know, um, yeah. dropped over 20 kilos just to get back into fitness to play for the Broncos. So it's an yeah. amazing story. She's absolutely killing it. I can't, believe none of us, I can't believe none of us did pick her a couple of weeks ago. Now I'm like, well, what were we thinking? We weren't thinking, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's Honestly, it's good that we're doing best um, New Zealand player because we do forget about the Kiwis a bit. Well, that's all the time we have tonight. I uh, just want to thank my amazing panel, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. And Chelsea, thank you very much for, for joining the show. Uh, we're very excited about watching uh, Brisbane uh, go out and perform next season. 
we're counting down the days. Um, yeah, very, very excited about the season coming up. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks look, for having me. No, great to have you on board. And to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, if you did, please download the podcast, share with family and friends. And until next week, we'll see you then.